Welcome to my first podcast. My name is Cindy Stallnecker. It is March 10th, 2021. I'm going to call these little talks, Make a Difference Mama. I would like to encourage all the mamas in their Christian walk. And some days we might talk about prayer, a little bit about homeschooling, a little bit about marriage. But mostly I want to help us all to become the godly women that uh, Christ wants us to be. So you might be asking yourself, what makes you qualified, Cindy Stallnaker, to make a podcast? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) God just told me to do it. Isn't he funny? He has a sense of humor for sure. He equips us to do the jobs that he wants us to do, but sometimes on the front end, they just sound a little crazy. First of all, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I am married to Dan, and this summer... Uh, we will celebrate our 29th anniversary. That's really crazy. He is a television engineer and travels some for his job. And when he doesn't travel, he works from home. I'm also a homeschool mom. I've homeschooled my kids from the very beginning, and I've already had one that graduated. Her name is Emma, and she is a veterinary technician. She works at a vet's office, kind of like a vet nurse, an animal nurse. And I have one that's still at home, Evan. He is a junior, and he is into all things Star Wars and Jiu-Jitsu. We live in Arkansas. We have a few acres here, and we used to have chickens and horses. Now we only have a little dachshund named Coco, and she is a little spoiled. The chickens and horses kind of were my kids' responsibilities, but when they grew up and uh, had, you know, jobs and other responsibilities outside the house, mama decided she could not do all the animal chores. So now they live happy lives with someone else. (laughs) I also used to run a homeschool co-op, a pretty large one at my church. Um, uh, But thanks to COVID, that kind of, um, you know, got squashed. We had about 130 families. When all of us were there together, it was about 350, 400 people Um, It was a really big co-op with lots of neat classes, biology lab, art classes, uh, babies through um, 12th grade. We had PE and um, uh, piano and drama, all kinds of neat things. And I'm really sad that that is kind of um, gone away. It's going to have to reinvent itself somewhere. But it it was a big ministry and a big part of my life. And I'm really going to miss it. Um, But like you, this past year has really been unusual. And um, with all this time on my hands, it really just ramped up my prayer life. There was, of course, a lot to pray about, a lot of weird things going on. And um, I've always been a pretty good praying person. I've had some things happen in my life that uh, really solidified my my prayer life. But specifically, this time I decided to really get serious. And I started a prayer notebook. Um, I had some specific quarantine prayers and I would write them down. And then I would write down when they were answered. I also have um, pages in there for different people in my family. And I've organized a few online prayer groups for people that were... Uh, sick or having surgery or and I had a prayer and fasting one for our nation Um, so today I want to tell you just a few general things about prayer 
Um, the next one is going to be about praying for your husband and then the one after that praying for your children. Now we know that the Bible tells us to pray and we know that prayer is important and it's how we talk to God. But I want to remind you of a few verses and I'm going to give you a few easy ways to incorporate prayer into your daily life. The first uh, verse is James 5.16. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So it tells us here that first of all we need to be righteous. Um, and that doesn't mean perfect by any means. But, you know, confess your sins to God and he will hear you. And we need to uh, be fervent in our prayer. We need to uh, be serious. And it says it avails much, meaning he, God listens and um, it makes a difference in our world. It doesn't always going to be the answer that we want. And it isn't always going to happen immediately. But it does uh, work and it does help. Uh, the second verse is Ephesians 6, 11 and 12. It says, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the posers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Did you know that the devil has schemes and he has a plan for your life? Just like God has a good plan for your life, the devil definitely does not have a good plan for your life. And our struggle is with him. And it's important to remember that our struggle is not with our family members. It is not with uh, the people at church, uh, our government, anybody who drives us crazy. Our struggle is with Satan. So here are nine things that you can do to incorporate prayer into your life. The first one is have prayer cards and books all over your house. Uh, sometimes you might get an index card and, and write a, a Bible verse on there or something to pray about and put it on your bathroom mirror. Um, if you have kids in public school and you have to wait in a car rider line, then have a prayer book in your car and, and use that time wisely as you're waiting. Uh, sometimes as a mom with a husband who works from home and children who are doing school from home, it's hard to find a quiet place. So actually, for many years, I kept a prayer book in the bathroom. <laughs> so while I was sitting on the toilet, I would pray for my family. I know it's a little out there. It'd be our little secret. But it does work, so you have to be creative sometimes. Number two, find a time and place that works for you. It could be um, the kids' nap time. I know at different phases in my life, it's been different times of day. So when my kids both took a nap, I had my prayer time then. Um, now, uh, my dog is getting me up earlier than everyone else so I get up with her and take her out and then I have a prayer time before anyone else gets out of bed um, when my husband travels sometimes I do it uh, before I go to sleep at night or uh, if you work outside the home it could be on your lunch break so find a place and time that works for you it doesn't have to look like everyone else's just long as you're doing it number three you won't be perfect and do it every day so don't beat yourself up. You might be sick for a week or you might miss a few days because you were busy. Just start back. The importance is not uh, doing it every day because no one is going to be perfect. The important thing is to do it when you can 
and don't be discouraged if you miss a few days here and there. Number four, use the quiet. Uh, in today's time, it is really hard to find a quiet place and a quiet time. It's easy to fill our time with TV, with music, with playing on our phones, but we need to let God talk to us in the quiet. He sometimes has a, a, a still, small voice. And if we are always listening to music or always um, playing on our phones, it, he, he might have trouble getting through. Number five, use praise music sometimes. Let the words of the songs remind us of people that need prayer. I have a specific song that reminds me to pray for a young man I used to babysit and who has strayed from the Lord. I have another song that reminds me to pray for a husband of a friend of mine who is not saved. So use those things, uh, the songs, the words in the songs, to help remind you of people that need prayer. Also, number six, Keep an attitude of prayer. Just pray throughout the day. You need to start your prayer early in the morning and not say amen until your head hits the pillow at night. Little sentences all the time throughout the day. Say the name of Jesus. And there's power in that. Number seven, pray for wisdom. James 1.5 tells us that God will give us wisdom and he will give it to us abundantly. So God will reveal what you need to pray for. If someone comes to your mind, pray for them right then. It might be God's way of telling you they need it. Number eight, pray everywhere. Kitchen sink, if you're doing dishes, the bathroom, if you're putting on makeup or whatever, in your car as you're driving to work. Before I had kids, I actually uh, had about a 30-minute commute and I would pray and pour my heart out to God as I drove. And I remember when I sold that little car to get a family car, I wept because I'm that was my sacred place to meet the Lord. So find anywhere is good to pray to the Lord. Number nine, pray as if the lives of your husband and children depend on it. Because you know what? It does. That's all we're going to talk about today. I hope you will um, listen again and again and, and incorporate these things into your daily activities. And I hope you will tune in the next time I make a podcast. So uh, be a blessing today, Mama.